Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. James Hilary Penwarden is a non-binary comedian in New Zealand who has a show in the 2023 International Comedy Festival. It's called Them Fatal, which is an interesting title. This week I had a chat with James about the show and their journey coming out as non-binary. James Penwarden, lovely to talk to you tonight. How are you going? Thank you. What a privilege it is to be speaking with you. Oh, that's very sweet. Hey, um, now you've got a show in this year's uh, comedy festival called Them Fatal, which is uh, a very intriguing uh, intriguing name. Just explain that and a little bit about the show. What, what are you going to be delivering? Um, well, the name, the name Them Fatal um, is a bit of a... Um, a funny label, I guess, that is used um, kind of online as well as just kind of in queer circles for a non-binary person who's a bit of a slut, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I was, I've been, I've been um, called a them fatale in my time, and I find it a really funny label because it's. Um, it's sort of got this, like, it sort of does this dance between still being a little bit of a misogynist, to, you know, slut-shaming term, but also also inclusive and respectful of a person's gender. And I um, I find that so amusing, and it kind of, um, it speaks to a lot of what I find funny about identity and what things that I've found funny since coming out as non-binary that I've kind of shaped into an hour-long show. Brilliant. Um, and I guess the thing too, when, when people use a pejorative against a group or, or an individual, it's quite empowering to take that on and then push it back out, isn't it? Yeah. And I, and I think like with a lot of things, you know, things can be said with admiration as well as a bit of um, uh, derisiveness. And um, yeah, I love just taking all of that and, and embracing it. And, um, and having fun with it. And having fun with it, yeah. <laughs> and, and I have to say, you know, I, I, I don't subscribe to the, the Victorian ethos of, you know, um, sex only du- during marriage and between right. the missionary position and it has to be to be a man and a woman. And, and I think there is absolutely nothing wrong with being a slut. So, you yes. know, celebrate one's sexuality and sex drive. I think it's all good. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I think the ironic thing as well for me was also that I'm not at all, I'm very prudish. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe it. Not with that title. Not with that title on that show. (laughs) You can get called something um, very easily, I found. (laughs) Yeah, no, well, well, fair enough. Yeah. If you piss off the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so the, the, the show's billed as um, song filled stand up. I I don't want you to give too much away because we want people to go into, into the theater sort of um, excited not knowing quite what they're going to get so but, but wh- how would you describe I guess your, your your comedy and your approach to it yeah it's silly it's sultry um, it is musical I, I have a musical um, instrumental background and so when I came to writing the what comes fastest to me is writing songs um, so the show is, is filled with songs that kind of form anchors around the different themes. So we've got songs about, um, you know, uh, seducing straight women. We've got songs about, um, we've got a, a, a highly original take on a Christian rock song. Excellent, yeah. <laughs> um, and then interspersed with that, between the songs is uh, musings on gender, sexuality, Catholicism, you know, things that have informed my background. 
And I even somehow weirdly get on to the 2004 television series Lost, which um, (laughs) I've still got got many feelings about that, you know, every time I do the show, there's one or two people in the audience that also have feelings about that show. And that's enough. That's enough for me. I'd, uh, I'd love to talk to you about it, but I have never watched it. I think I must be I must be about the only person that I know that's never watched it. But you see, people well, would moan about it. Oh, where's it going? Where's it going? I was exactly. thinking, well, I don't, I don't want to invest my time if it's you exactly. know if there's no answer, you know. And I think you'd get many people saying now, you know, it was a good thing you didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, brilliant. So you um, you, you brought up uh, Catholicism, and in, in the um, blurb for the show, it says you're an ex-Catholic. So was mm. was religion a big part of your life at one point, and 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 if so, or if not, what what led you to kind of become an ex-Catholic? That's right. Gosh, I I don't know if it was an, uh, a a moment where I became an ex-Catholic. Oh, yes, there was. So I grew up Catholic. I went to an all-girls Catholic school. Um, I was very influenced by my grandmother, actually, who was a really staunch, staunch Catholic. Um, she, you know, she was the one who taught me the rosary and yeah. all the ways to be good with God. And it was something that was very tormenting to me. You know, I kind mm. of grew up grew up with the belief that I was wrong and that I was going to go to hell and I must do anything that I can to prevent that, but that I felt like a lost cause. And then there was just kind of a light bulb moment um, where I I just was like, I don't no one's actually forcing me to believe this. Mm -hmm. And, and then, and so there was a, there was some time after leaving home and kind of going out into the world where I was like, you know, able to see, well, a lot, a lot of people are not um, religious and they're quite happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a bit, bit of me. And then I remember watching the movie Spotlight, um, which is about that kind of investigation into the child abuse, mm-hmm. um, the child abuse of, of uh, going on in the Catholic church. And I remember the very end, the credits was, um, it, it names all of the convicted um, abusers and all over the world yeah. um, that had high, these high positions in the church, and one of them was Fielding, New Zealand. And that, that was just this moment for me where I was like, I'm actually not subscribing anymore. Like, I'm not even going to flirt with the idea of going back to the church. And that's not to say that I don't don't still have some values that are important to me that were that I was raised with or that I don't still respect that people can can and do get a lot out of that institution. But it's it was the moment for me where I was like, No, I say no. And I guess, too, you know, you said that going through that experience of being Catholic led you to really question your worth as a person. So it it must be where that light bulb moment must have been, hang on a minute, there's a hypocritical message here that that you've taken on board saying you're not worthy when actual fact the institution is not worthy. Yeah, 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 100%. And that's, you know, it's still, you know, it's something that I want to hold gently and tenderly because, of course, you know, people still get a lot. People I love, love God and love the church. So I, I never want to never want to hurt anyone with my own beliefs, but that's the same, vice versa. I won't, anyone, I won't mm. let anyone else's beliefs hurt me. 
that's where I've come to. You can have some fun. That's fantastic. You can have some fun oh, with it, though, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah brilliant. And I do. And I do. <laughs> because once you kind of open up your mind, then you start seeing all the sexy things about the Catholic Church as well and all the sexy things that Jesus mm-hmm. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I have a lot of fun with that. Well, that'll be an interesting mix, won't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess the final thing I wanted to ask you about, I am a gay man. I am binary. Um, yes. And so the, the, you know, the idea of non-binary, I kind of understand it in an intellectual sense, but I've never experienced mm. it. And so I'm mm. curious uh, in terms of for you, when did that journey of exploration or, or your being awareness that something was a little bit different for you, that you weren't binary in that sense, when, when did that kind of begin? I first, the first person I met who introduced themselves to me as non-binary I think I was 23 and I it was really I was almost um shocked it it shook me to my core and um I couldn't understand how how or why it made me feel so emotional but it but it was like it um it named something that I that had been unnamed for me for so long I Almost don't know. It, I I can only sort of imagine explaining it like, imagine if you were left-handed and you didn't know that it was a possibility to be left-handed. So you were raised mm. right-handed your whole life, and then you met a left-handed person, and they mm. were like, "Why are you holding it like that when you clearly want to hold it like this?" And your world kind of breaking. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of it was a really upsetting moment, and it took a lot of. Um, um, thinking and thought processing and feeling and going, oh, do I, you know, what do, do I want this life to be open about it? And then I was, um, I was, because I because I knew that I'm a very shy person, which is I know that's hard to believe. With I'm going to be doing <laughs> lots of performers show, are lots of performers, lots are, of performers yeah. are, but and so and I also you know I just didn't want a more difficult life, and I kind of could see that if I came out, I might have a more difficult life. And then I was. Um, I was working for the charity Inside Out in Wellington, working with Rainbow with Rainbow Young People, and I thought, God, I'm spending my days telling young people that it is okay for them to be who they are, and I'm not letting myself be who I am. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that was another moment for me where I was like, okay, well, what would I do if there was no, if there were no consequences? You know, in a world where no consequences are for being who you are, what would I be? And I was like, oh, I'm I'm non-binary. And then I decided to come out. And then it was also part of part of not coming out was like not wanting to um, upset my family. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing for people to get their heads around. I know it. I know it because I've experienced it. Hmm. So. Um, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that comes into the show as well. And um, I don't know, I try to approach it with humor too. Because mm. I understand it is, uh, gender is, can be very intellectual. And, mm. you know, but then, yeah. but then um, at the same time, you can also go, well, when did you, when did you know that you were a man? You know, mm. it's like, yeah. Exactly. Maybe, yeah. maybe that, that's a different, maybe there's a different answer for every person, mm. you know? Yeah. It, it's um, they're good questions to ask, though, aren't they? They're fun. <laughs> I try, I try, I try and have fun with them. It, it's a shame, though. That, I mean, I, th- I hope, I think, 
in many respects. Certainly in the West, it's getting better, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's just such a shame that self-determination in whatever that means to a person yeah. is it can be so fraught because ultimately how we choose to live our lives is nobody else's business, is it? Yeah. I adore that you use the word self-determination. I, I truly believe that is the crux of it. And if what you are doing and expressing yourself and being who you are doesn't hurt anyone, then mm, yeah, you're right, absolutely right. It's no one else's business. Mm. It's only, we've only got, as a society, we've only got things to gain by celebrating our differences. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Hey, um, well, look, thank you so much. I really appreciate you you, you sharing that with me t- um, tonight. And I am, uh, I think, yes, I'm definitely seeing the show next week. 16th, oh, isn't it, it begins? Better That's make sure right. I get the date oh, right. I'm so glad. <laughs> yes, yeah. awesome. Yeah, the 16th to the 20th. Yeah, brilliant. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and congratulations and uh, all the best. Thank you. Thanks very much, Andrew. What a pleasure to speak to you. That was James Penwarden. Their show, Them Fatal, starts a short run at the New Zealand International Comedy Festival on May the 16th, 2023. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry, as well as the LGBTQ communities. All of that on andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters. And if you want to support my journalism, you can do so by buying me a coffee. Links to that also on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon.